this week on Deaf Dialogue. Now, I just want to point out I'm not late. No one was going to say anything. It's fine. It's fine. All right. I mean, Dave was giving you a lot of shit before you got here, but I know. I could tell. Yeah. He was loving it. It's part of my job. I can't do it. Uh, this is Florida Cannon. You're listening to Deaf Dialogue. Oh, mm. good. Mm. Perfect. Mm. Money. Mm. That was the mm-hmm. least hesitation in 26 episodes. Every, every, <laughs> everybody's like, what do I say? <laughs> so nervous. Welcome to Deaf Dialogue, week 26. My name is Davi, joined as always with R&B superstar Wes VA and the best graphic designer on earth, Quiet K. This week we are joined by realtor monster and Walt Disney's wannabe grandchild, Mr. Ken Posick, a.k.a. Florida Ken. Can I call you Florida Ken? I love it. All right, cool. Great. That sounds like a pimp name. <laughs> Florida, Florida Ken. <laughs> Ken and I were talking, or Florida Ken, sorry. Uh, we were talking earlier. I didn't realize that you had a real estate business before moving to Florida. I thought it was you moved to Florida and they're like, let's do this. What, uh, is the yeah. market different in Michigan or what part of Michigan were you in compared to uh, the Orlando area? Yeah, it was in Detroit, man. So me and Eminem, we're like this. Chilling. Me and Eminem, Kid Rock, we just all hang out. So no, it was, um, yeah, it was Detroit was kind of where I grew up. Got into real estate at an early age, right out of high school. And then uh, in like 2016, my wife and I looked up and like, why do we live in Detroit when we can live in Florida and do the same thing? And so, uh, yeah, we just picked up 2017, started over and never looked back. It's been fun. You hear that, guys? Florida. Don't don't live in Detroit is what I heard. <laughs> I didn't hear Florida was great. It was don't live in Detroit. Florida's pretty great. I'm just, I'm just saying, yeah. Especially compared to Michigan. That's right. Or Detroit. <laughs> I worked in Detroit for one week and I got my truck stolen during that week. Condolences. Yeah, that, that sounds about right. Do not leave your vehicle unattended. Were the keys in it, Dave? Yeah. Oh well, then I was okay. on. I was I on a job site. No, I've I've never asked you that. Okay. It's not like I like was home and I left the keys in the truck. I was on a job site. They they entered a job site and took the truck. It's because they knew people leave keys in their truck on job sites. They had to have. They had to. Have. So it was a good time. Besides it being Detroit and people stealing trucks, was it cold winters? What made you want to leave? Yeah, it was dark, dark, cold winters. They last a long time. You know, it starts snowing like before Thanksgiving and doesn't stop until like the end of April. And so it's like, forget that. So, uh, yeah, there's not a lot to do. I mean, our family's from there. I don't, Detroit's cool. I mean, it's got a good history. There's a lot of cool stuff there, but it just wasn't for us, you know? And so wanted to be somewhere that was sunshine all the time and plenty of stuff to do and, uh, big Disney fans to begin with. So just made sense for us. And uh, looking around like the landscape from like a business perspective, there's a lot of realtors here, like a lot of realtors, but all of them for the most part, don't sell anything. Like they sell like a house to their grandma and that's pretty much it. And so I was like, it seemed like opportunity to me, like somebody come out with like a Midwest hustle and and see what happens. And so we grew quickly. Uh, We grew really quick. So, you know, the average realtor sells like three, four houses a year. My team and I will sell like 350 this year. So um, yeah. It's been fun. Mm. Why, why, uh, why is that number so low? The average three or four houses a year. I feel like, you know, a big part of our, our industry is a lot of part-timers, you know, like, um, 
the stats came out from last year and 70% of all realtors in Orlando sold zero to one home last year. So, yeah. So it's like they get their license and then like industry-wide, whether the market was good, the market was bad, um, industry-wide, like 97% of realtors don't make it to year three, which yeah. is like their renewal year. And so it's just a tough business to be in. And a lot of people get in it because they think, oh, I'm going to be like million dollar listing and cash these huge checks. It's going to be easy. Um, and then they find out like, oh, this is, it's not just showing houses. There's a lot to it. And then, so there's a lot of like, you know, a lot of turnover. And so, um, yeah, you know, that's, that's pretty much it. It's like three houses is like part-time. You, you can't make a living doing it. So you end up becoming a part-time agent, which is what a lot of people are. Yeah. I feel like I've used, I think four different realtors at this point and two of them, no, yeah. Two of them were to buy, look for our first home and you could tell that between the good and bad because one of them hustled a lot and did a lot of work for us. And the other person basically made us do the work. And I was like, it's not what I'm here for. So. Yeah. Why are, why are you getting paid when I'm doing all the work? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That happens a lot. Or they're like, you're asking them questions or they're asking you questions. Like, what do you think? Like, Aren't you the professional? You're supposed to be doing this for a living, but yeah. yeah. But I mean, there's a lot of really great realtors too. I would not want to discount my my fellow folks out there that are crushing it too. But, um, for the most part, we're an industry of like part-timers. And so, um, you know, that's why on, on the whole real estate agents are, aren't usually thought super highly of. And so, um, so yeah, we're trying to change that my team and I, and, you know, kind of come from a perspective of like, we want to earn your business over a long time. We're going to give you a ton of value online, ton of value about the area, give away a lot of free information. It's like the Gary Vaynerchuk, if you're familiar with him, like the jab, 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 right hook. Like we're going to give you a ton of value up front. And then when it comes time, you know, we want to be a really great agent for you. And so uh, that's served us really well. How big but, is your team? Uh, we got 15, almost 16 people. August 1st will be 16 of us. Nice. Wes, you sold a house without a realtor, right? Or you bought a house without a realtor? Mm -mm, nope. Uh, every house we bought was with a realtor and like coming from the, the customer side, it wasn't really the, the hustle that like impressed me or gave me satisfaction. It was their processes. Mm -hmm. Um, and even coming from like, I did mortgages for a couple of years, like same thing, the best realtors to work with were the ones who had, I mean, that they could just walk away and leave and the thing would run itself. Like that is the most enjoyable from the customer side. Yep. Yeah. So we've got a back office staff that's like freaking incredible. Like, so they're just, they're systematized. They don't miss stuff. I tell folks like all the time, like buying a house, there's like literally 22 parties involved from the title to mortgage appraiser, inspector, city. Like there's just all of these things that can go wrong. And as an agent, that's another reason why there's only, you know, most of them sell three houses a year. Cause it's like, there's so many things you got to do in a deal. So I have full-time staff that that's like, all they do is make sure that all that stuff gets taken care of in a timely manner. And so uh, I think it makes it better for everybody involved when I can just get in front of the clients, get what they need, and then make sure everybody else closes up the way it should. Awesome. What do you think is the most exciting change coming to the Orlando area, in your opinion? I'm really high on the whole um, Disney to Lake Nona thing. I mean, just because anytime Disney's going to drop a billion dollars on something and you're going to bring in a couple thousand people with high paying jobs, it's going to change an area. And so hopefully that... Like I'm a fan, I've got a lot of friends that live in Austin. And so seeing like what Google's doing there and SpaceX and Apple and it, like how that whole area is blown up, I kind of feel like Orlando has that opportunity still. And so um, I think hopefully it's a caveat with what Disney's doing in Lake Nona. Um, 
obviously the theme park wars are cool. Like, I mean, Universal and Disney go back and forth all the time on like new lands, new stuff like that. So if you're a theme park fan, there's like, it's never been more fun. Um, this paid fast pass thing is kind of garbage, but it is what it is. What is that? <laughs> the, the paid fast. So Disney's going to start sharing like before, uh, you used to get three fast passes a day and you could, you know, get basically front of the line on three pat on three rides. So it made your, your, your more enjoyable. You show up, you at least knew, Hey, if, if I'm out in the heat all day, every day, um, at least I got those three rides in. Right. And now, um, they're saying, Hey, if you want a fast pass and you get to the front of the line, you're going to have to pay for it. And they haven't announced like how much they're going to be, but universal has been doing this for years. So it's nothing new. It's just, they're kind of like changing. They used COVID as an excuse to bring those, you know, paid experiences, if you will. Have you ridden, uh, Oh, what's it called? Oh my gosh. It's in galaxy's edge. Rise of the resistance. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Last week. Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, that's convenient. <laughs> it is. Yeah. We just grab a ride. It's fun. That's part we, of like uh, living in Orlando, live in Orlando. You just grab a, grab a reservation yeah. and show up. It's cool. Yeah. We went, uh, we were in Orlando a couple months ago and my wife is telling me about the queue at 7 a.m. So I'm up and trying to get into it. Of course, I didn't get into it, but we ended up um, stopping for lunch. And they have the, uh, the second trial at one o'clock and you could just see everybody around you on their phones, like ready to to hit that accept button. Yeah. And we were fortunate. We um, went to Galaxy's Edge uh, for two days during the week that we were there and we got it at one o'clock uh, both times. Nice. The, the first time we we're in line to go to it it broke down we had to sit and wait in line for like an hour and a half and that kind of sucked and we missed the intro to the entire ride so we caught like halfway but still got still got to enjoy the ride but yeah the second time we got the full experience there's a cool trick so if you're like if for one you don't have to be in the park anymore before you had to like go to the park and then stand in queue and then oh, like wow. open the app and it was like geotagged and they got rid of that now. So you can do it from your bed if you want, which is what I do. And so at like six 59, you just start swiping down uh, on the app until it refreshes and then you can jump on. So that's a little tip for you. Thanks. And no Wi-Fi. I got told that. Don't yeah. be on Wi-Fi or something. There you go. Yep. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I guess it slows you down or something. Uh, Kyle wanted me to ask, if you could be friends with any character from the Harry Potter series, who would it be and why? In real life? Sure. Um, I'm blanking on his name now, like his real life name. I didn't ask this question, but I don't hate the question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's the Slytherin? I can't think. Tom Felton. He turned out to be kind yeah. of like a cool person in real life, it seems like. like Draco? He's like... Draco. Yeah. He's like the most like, uh, I don't think I'm like Draco, but like, you know, he turns out to be like a pretty legit guy. Harry Potter went into hiding afterwards and then, yeah. So there you go. That's what I would do. Are you a Slytherin? Would would you classify as a Slytherin? I don't think so. I don't think I'm like that sly and like trying to pull stuff over on people. Is that what you're trying to say, Tavi? No, no, no. Are you saying because he's a realtor (laughs) (laughs) that he's... He's a full-time realtor, so it's it's different. It's different. It's only, it's it's only different. the part-timers. It's, yeah. Like, what the fuck? That's probably how we should do from now on. Like that's, <laughs> that's actually true. That's actually really. Yeah, smart, I'm gonna start actually. asking. Are you full-time, part-time? You, <laughs> you Slytherin? Part-time? You, you Slytherin? Are you uh, <laughs> Gryffindor? Because <laughs> I want to know what Wes would be. What house would you go into? I mean, I've seen one of the movies one time, so I don't. 
you would one be of the movies house. one time man <laughs> i skew a little older i think than this group that doesn't mean anything know. my sister's know. older than you and she's huge harry potter is she that's cool i wouldn't picture that all right um i mean i don't really know the difference i know the slytherin is like i remember draco i remember uh uh oh alan what was his real name rickman uh, yeah alan rickman yeah he's good i wanted to be that guy so <laughs> snape i think it was yeah see yeah. Yeah. see see it's coming back you know what's up yeah yeah <laughs> you saw that one yeah it's cool uh, that's great so coming from michigan are you a hockey fan at all I mean, I was a huge like Red Wings fan in the in the 97, 98 when they won. And then I just kind of fell fell apart after that. <laughs> Everybody was a Red Wings fan then. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, man. It was it was good times in Detroit, man. But then uh no, I'm not not as much, man. Not as much. Big baseball fan for sure. Yeah. Tigers or are you yeah, still about? Tigers, man. I mean, like Tampa Bay is not far away from us at all. Like, and they've got so much cool sports stuff going on. I feel like I should be a Tampa fan because you can just like trip over a championship, apparently. But um, no, nah, still Tigers fan, man. Gotta stay true. Lions, to, dude. Lions. I mean, unfortunately, Lions. But, Good for uh, you. Good I gotta stick you. with them, man. That's the like, way. You don't. You don't yeah. see a lot of you. No, I mean, like you gotta stick. I mean. Like, it's kind of fun because you just, you know, that every year they're going to get your hopes up and you're like, oh man, preseason, they look so good. And then like, they get you that, maybe that one win. And then you're like, yeah, here we go. And then if they go, you know, one for 15, it's just like, sounds a lot like being a Washington fan. And that's why I don't watch football. Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thankfully rough. we're cowboy fans. So we that's avoid terrible. all this heartbreak. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> why, why did you choose? Dallas, Wes. Because Paul Paul told me I have to hate Washington. And when I was a kid, uh Dallas won three Super Bowls. <laughs> so uh that was an easy, easy bandwagon to jump on. Is Dak back? He's back. Dak is back. Yeah. That's, cool. That's got a good ring to it. it does. My wife is a Green Bay's fan, and she's like super excited that Randall Cobb's coming back. But I don't know. Has it been decided about Rodgers yet? I know Rodgers seems like he's uh, kind of being an ass about it all. But I kind of like this side of Rodgers. I kind of like it. Yeah, he's, I was he's say. always kind of been an ass. He's, he's back because he was an asshole in his press conference. Apparently. Uh, <laughs> oh, he is back. I thought he would just like retire. I thought he would just quit. No, nah, he's got some. He still has plenty of gas, man. I think. Yeah. Oh, I'm not saying he doesn't. I just figured he'd be like, yeah, I'm whatever. He's always been that like jovial guy, like playing practical jokes like that that's how i always took him but now he's like fuck you guys. <laughs> <I love it. laughs> he, he saw what he saw what happened to brett Favre, though right he's like you know brett wanted some respect he wanted to be able to help run the organization and then like they're like ah forget it you know it's like, come yeah screw you guys you know what version of him i don't like is state farm Oof. man they are some of the worst commercials when he's in it yeah but that paycheck's probably nice i can't hate you yeah you can't hate on him for for doing it. i'm just saying yeah. there he's man yeah. he's bad if he thinks that is gonna like propel him into an acting career i got a problem with that but <laughs> the paycheck go get it you know what i mean i wonder if he was thinking that when he signed the contract i, I, I don't think so i think he's pretty self-aware we're, we're gonna give you 15 commercials and you're like this is it 
my life's about to change. It looked like he had, <laughs> looked like he had a mullet there for a bit. Is he still, is he rocking the, the mullet? I'm not sure. Okay. It's coming back though. Yeah, it is. I'm growing mine back. Yeah. Kim, would you ever go, would you go mullet? I mean, you could sell a lot of trailers. Yeah, I'm Joe Dirt, Joe Dirt Realtor. That uh, doesn't have as good of a payday, I would think. No, <laughs> no. And, and, and it's going to take you way more time. Exactly. Every, every process. I'm good on that. I'm good on that. I'll keep it high and tight. Why yes. would you want to go sell trailers when uh, he's, I'm, I was about to ask you about your YouTube page. So I was uh, perusing it a little bit and I'm yeah. noticing your, your top, or maybe I think it's your top viewed is your shack and tour. How, how did you get in that? Let's, uh, I just want to ask you about that. And yeah, let's see. Oh, so YouTube channel fits in. Yeah, man. So, uh, the shack tour, like he's, his house has been on the market for like, I think eight years on and off. And so, uh, this one realtor finally got it after she was the fourth one. And I was like, sweetie, like, let's do a, it sounds bad. That sounds anyways. I was like, Hey, listen, this thing's not selling. Let's do a video. And let's go, you know, do you mind if I do a tour? And she was like, yeah, for sure. Let's go. So she was doing her own kind of media thing. And then my video goes and gets hundreds of thousands of views. And um, it's been good. I actually sold one of the former Lakers a house from that video. And they moved here locally. And um, it's been cool. So, I mean, the house is a dive, you know, it needs complete renovations, but the views are actually amazing. And then like going into that basketball court, like that was like, if you, I, I don't know how old you guys are, but like watching that MTV Cribs, like. Mm-hmm. when it when you yes. first had it on yes and then like walking down the hall and like seeing all of the people that had walked down that hall and played with them and like uh, that was a cool feeling man so whether the south sells or not it was uh that was a cool little feather in my cap for my career but playing on that court was pretty cool was that big ass bed in there i remember that from the- oh yeah oh man that was that wild was so huge. disgusting man his wife <laughs> jumped on you disappeared yeah <laughs> <laughs> they took it out so mo- the most so that so then they, he sold it and then I heard it had like roof issues or foundation issues or something like that. And then, um, so that the buyers backed out and then a new agent came along a few months ago and they're like, we got to get rid of the bed. We got to like de shack this house. And so it went from like, you know, live at Shack's crib to, Hey, we've got a huge house on a, an amazing lot. Let's try that for the first time. So I think that's probably the right, the right move marketing wise. Is it a common thing for these enormous houses to not sell just because the price is so extreme or do they, there's a few of them that they, they go. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the house, if it was priced right, would sell in a minute just because, I mean, I don't know that it's a teardown. I, I really don't. I mean, I don't know anybody that wants to live in 30,000 square feet per se, especially in like Windermere, but um, like you look at like Michael Jordan's house is, I don't, I think it's still on the market. It was like, you know, 30 million. Then it's like come down significantly because that thing needs to be gutted too. So I think any of these big mansions, you're going to have to have a, like a very specific buyer that wants to spend a ton of money and, uh, and, and make it something cool. But at 16 million, which is what it's at now, it, you know, it needs a good three or like three, $4 million in rehab. And so I don't know, the highest sale in our area has been like 12 million. So probably needs to be like nine, you know, eight or 9 million. And if it was at 9 million, it would sell right away. And someone could make him a sick compound. Uh, but at 16 million, it just seems, seems aggressive. Seems aggressive. Yeah. So just why yeah. it's still sitting there. Why are these like huge mansions owned by very wealthy people being considered like teardowns? Like, why are they getting so bad? They just don't I take mean, care of them or they, they sit vacant. Yeah. I mean, so he bought it in like a 93 from the builder added the basketball court. And then I don't think he touched it since. 
So mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, he bought it for like three and a half million too. So it's like, dude, you've got plenty of cash. It's not like he's upside down on the house. Right. <laughs> like he could very easily set like listed at 10 million and it would sell and, you know, cash out and he'd be good. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like the other thing is I just don't think he, he needs the money, you know, like, or Jordan doesn't need the money. He's just like, Hey, whenever it sells, it sells. It's cool. It's probably a tax write off for him at this point. Hmm. Is the house Jordan's house you're referring to? Is that in Orlando too? Or is it? Up no, in it's a, that's in Chicago. Uh, Chicago. Oh, Chicago. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that was like, and go look at the YouTube video on that one. Like a friend of mine had it listed and it's like, you know, there's 23s everywhere, like the gates and like, it's all just the Jordan symbol. I'm like, think about how small the buyer pool is for that. You got to be a massive Jordan fan or massive Shaq fan, have a ton of money. I don't know. Like, I'm, I don't know. That probably is a pretty small pool and, and like want a house in that location. <laughs> like there's yeah. probably like, you know, it's a very small pool of people. That person definitely exists though, especially Jordan. Yeah, I mean, yeah, probably more Jordan than Shaq, but still, like, I mean, again, it's just sitting there. Yeah. Mm. So did know. you uh, start your YouTube channel when you moved to Florida or? Yeah, yeah. It was just kind of like a friend of mine in Jacksonville was doing these home tours and um, he really wasn't getting a ton of views, but he's like, hey, every once in a while, people reach out to me to buy and sell. I'm like, that seems cool. So I started with that. Like, if you go back, you know, four years ago, all of my stuff was just model home tours, but it was like, to me, kind of boring. I was bored doing it. And I was like, there's gotta be something a little bit better than these. And so started doing like more area tours, food reviews, different things like that. And people started responding fairly well. And so now like, it's a, it's a rare day that at least like 10 people don't reach out saying like, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm moving to Florida. I'm moving to Orlando. We want to use you and your team. And so, um, it's working, you know? And so now it's, um, I was just sharing, before you guys jumped on, like we're expanding the team, we're growing like the creative side. So we're going to put out two, three times as much content as we are currently and uh, try to talk, show off our, our area. So a lot of people moving here, like a thousand people every week to the Orlando area. So a lot of opportunity. Hmm. You think that'll slow down? <clears throat> I mean, you know, no, Eventually. <laughs> I think COVID, COVID didn't even slow it down. So, I mean, it was happening before COVID happened, but now yeah. it's just like, I think people are looking for something new. I feel so, like Charleston is like two years ago. I felt like everybody and their mom was moving down to Charleston, the Charleston area, and there's just no room and it's on a peninsula and all they do is build like hotels and car washes and it is just sinking. No way. Like, yeah. It's, it's crazy, dude. Like <laughs> a little bit of rain flooding Ugh, everywhere, nice. everywhere. Like you got to take the boat to work. <laughs> That's uh, brutal. So I'm just like, man, this kind of this kind of sucks. Uh, <laughs> we don't live downtown, Charleston. Uh, it'd be cool too, but it's just it'd be way too difficult. Uh, yeah. But I feel like with the Orlando area is like massive compared to Charleston. A lot more room to work with, and it's kind of in the it's central. Uh, it's not like sitting on an island by itself. Uh, yeah, it's like down they're doing a good job. You know, it's where we are. We've got a ton of land. You're right. Like the two counties, like, uh, Osceola County and Lake County are still like 60% rural land. So like, we've got plenty of room to expand. Um, the cool thing about Orlando being in the center of this center of the state is like, we don't worry too much about hurricanes. Don't worry about tornadoes, earthquakes, but we've got, you know, no state income tax, beautiful weather, the majority of the year. Um, and our airport, they're spending like billions of dollars. I don't know what 
they know that I don't know, but like my guess is that when they're spending three, $4 billion to expand an airport and they're bringing in all these new airlines, they want to be like the new hub for Southeast America, if, if you will, the U S mm-hmm. and so, um, I could see this area continuing to blow up. And like, you look where the spoke, you know, the middle of the spoke for all of Florida. So Miami, Tampa, Jacksonville, Tallahassee, like every we're right in the middle of everybody. So, um, anyways, I think, I think we're going to continue this boom for quite some time. Yeah. So I was, I was living in Raleigh, uh, for a few years. And when I moved there, someone told me that like you were saying a thousand or so people moved to Orlando a week. I think it was like 72 people a day were moving to Wake County, North Carolina. (laughs) And it was primarily because the research triangle is there right outside of Raleigh. So there's a ton of jobs is, is it Disney universal? Like what, who's the pulling in all these people to that area? Yeah. I mean, so it's, um, tourism's by far our massive, it's like what we do, right? So we, so yeah. we do really well. And so, but it's starting to expand even beyond the theme parks, which is really cool. So like new restaurants, new attractions outside, which is, I think great. Um, but then you've got like Lockheed Martin's hiring a ton. KPMG just spent almost a billion dollars on their new training facility. They just leased out another 125,000 square feet in Lake Nona for their call center. Um, you've got a lot of like middle-sized businesses moving their headquarters here. And so we've got a little bit more tech. Um, our number two is healthcare. So like uh, Orlando Health and Advent Health have this like kind of like like healthcare system war going for talent. So like the majority of like our inbound is work. A lot of them are working for either the theme parks or in healthcare. Uh, and then like thirdly, all those mid-tier builders. So uh, kind of businesses. So yeah, it's, it's cool. It's getting more and more diverse. You got a lot of folks like in that Lake Nona Oviedo area, which if you don't know where that is, it's like 30 minutes North of the parks and um, you're only 30 minutes from the coast. So you've got like a lot of SpaceX people, blue origin people, NASA, Port Canaveral, like people that work on the, the cruise ships and all that kind of stuff. They live over in orange County because there's really not much on the coast. Like there's not like a lot of great places to live right over there. So they come over this way as well. So it's, it's pretty diverse, but again, a lot of it comes back to tourism. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to, you mentioned that you were talking to Dave before we started about uh, expanding what sounded like expanding your YouTube team. Are you using your, I mean, is, is it your realty business that is kind of running your YouTube channel and then you're using hires there? Is that how you're running it? Yeah. I mean, I, I basically underwrite the whole media company. So like my videographer and editor get paid from my real estate company to put out content about eating tacos. <laughs> um, and so like, I basically, are you hiring? Yes, <laughs> we are all the time, man. So it's interesting. So we, yeah. Right. So, uh, taco eaters, ta- taco connoisseurs. <laughs> uh, so for us, it's, um, I, my team, what I explained to them is like, we're a media company that happens to sell real estate. And so we're, we're blowing out a new website on October 1st. We're launching a new website called the Orlando real. And so it'll be everything Orlando, like tourism, real estate, life in Orlando and all the way to like the coast. And so I'm like pulling in NASA and all that kind of stuff too. So, um, I'm really stoked about that. So hiring like bloggers, videographers, like more on staff to put out more cool content. And then the cool thing is I don't have to make any money at it because it's bringing in leads eventually to the real estate side. And so if we can just be the only advertiser, if you will, like, Hey, if you're looking to buy or sell a house, cool. If you want to come in for good, like no bullshit advice or like, you know, reviews on burgers, like that's what we do. And so we've built our newsletter side of our business as well. We've got like 11,000 subscribers that get our newsletter every week. 
And so we're constantly putting out like, here's new businesses that are opening up, new job opportunities, all that kind of stuff. And so it's been cool. So, so my, my goal is really like, uh, you buy a house with me and then how do I stay relevant in your life for the next 10 years until your time to sell? And that was kind of when I originally started this stuff out at. And so, yeah, that's, that's the vision, man. That's, that's where hmm. we're going. Yeah. That sounds like you're, I mean, you said that you're turning into a media company, but I'm Dave said in the intro graphic design. So I work in marketing and like that is right up like everything I've worked with my whole career. So it's funny that you're coming from real estate and then diving into that. Did you have any background on that or did you just, just start doing it? Not at all, man. I'm just YouTube university, you know, just going on yeah. figuring out what works, what doesn't. And it's just try a bunch of trial and error. And again, because I'm not, not in the place where I like need this website to like quote unquote work to drive revenue and ads and all that kind of stuff. I think we can be a little bit more lax and, and kind of figure out what really works. And so take our time with it. So it's been pretty cool. The YouTube side has definitely been a lot of trial and error. I mean, we put out some videos that completely flop, uh, but like going in, um, so what, you guys know who Mr. Beast is? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. Okay. I actually know this one. Nice. Oh, nice. Okay. Well, so <laughs> Mr. Beast, like, I don't know if it's his right hand man, but like his production guy, Daryl Eves, puts together a ton of like great. He's actually in North Carolina, uh, puts together some really great classes on YouTube and like how to grow an audience and how to, you know, how YouTube works. And so like I paid to co coach with him. Um, Gary Vaynerchuk, do you guys know him? Gary V. So a lot of the oh, stuff yeah. you're saying is very Gary V. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Gary V. The guy uh, that hates breakfast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so D Rock, like I, I, I hanging out with D Rock quite a bit and, and consulting with him a lot on how to grow the channel, like what works and what doesn't work. And so, um, so that's some of the ways I'm like shortcutting it, like figuring out who's already doing it, where I want to be, and then you know hiring them to help us along the way has been really successful. Nice. That's awesome. Tell, tell me about this coffee thing, man my wife like i said she she watches all your videos and, and whatnot but she mentioned um about you and a coffee sponsorship and they won't sponsor you <laughs> what is going on with that yeah so there's like how, this how can we help <laughs> oh man yeah for real blow them up so uh so foxtail coffee they're like a local brand they also have a couple like ice cream shop like and that kind of thing but they're putting them everywhere like they're in ucf they're downtown like every major city now has a foxtail coffee and um, they're good. Like the coffee's really good. And I think helping like a local brand is cool. And so, um, although I'm like going to Starbucks, you know, just as much, but um, I started drinking their coffee and then someone was like, Oh, they should sponsor you because you're, you always have one of their coffees in their hand. I'm like, they should sponsor me. You're right. Like I should get a <laughs> coffee card that every time I walk in, like I get a free cold brew. And uh, so it's been kind of a bit that we do. And then I have talked to some people in their marketing department. I'm just like, listen, man, I mean, like how, what, what, what would that cost you guys? And I would give you guys like legitimately, you know, talk about shit, but anyways, we'll see. So I told him I'd give up Starbucks to become a Foxtail sponsor. <laughs> and I have had like some random, like internet coffee companies, like reach out and they're like, Hey, if you, if you're, if you're willing to brew at home, we'll send you as many bags as you want. I'm like, no, that's takes away the ease of like walking into a shop and getting coffee. But, uh, yeah, that's the, that's the story behind that. That's cool. Sounds, uh, Speaking of YouTubers, sounds a lot like Peter McKinnon and him. I don't know if you watch him at all. I do love Peter McKinnon. Dude, yeah, did you see that like dying to get a Ford sponsor coffee? That is wow. Yeah. yeah, that thing is nuts. It like pushes the coffee back into the, and then uh, the flame goes out. Like yeah, I think what it was like the most 
obnoxious way to make coffee or something yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like he like two weeks ago he put that out or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 i mean that's like 90 percent of his content is just making coffee so yeah true like, what a life man I, yeah. I started following him because I, I was i'm like a my hobby is photography and so like following him about like tips on lightroom and stuff like what a, like that, that's he's like the quintessential way of like growing an audience i feel like it's like solving a problem putting out ways like you can solve that for free and then through that you get rewarded through the system right or like whether it's karma or whatever, but it's just, uh, he's crushing it, man. It's pretty cool. Yeah. He's grown just insane the past four or five years. Yeah. He has not answered my email. (laughs) 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 No, I haven't reached out to him, but that'd be cool, man. Heck yeah, it would be. be, What is that a uh, stormtrooper picture behind you? This one? Yeah. My, uh, my, what my wife's cousin's (laughs) wife, did a chalk thing for me for my birthday and then like she's very good she's very very good did it all by hand i got a bunch That's of legit. bunch of heads and stuff a bunch of helmets it's i got a, uh, a permanent one nice pew, pew. that's awesome yeah keep it with you keep it holstered <laughs> i had uh i recently had knee surgery and i was in physical therapy the other day and somebody this like older lady walked up to me she goes uh were you in the military I was like, uh, no. She goes, oh, I saw the gun. I thought maybe you were in the military. I'm like, it's actually Star Wars. And she goes, oh. And then and she away. pushed you. Yeah. I'm like, like, get away from me with that energy. It's your bad knee. Yeah. That's, that's, that's my business. <laughs> Wes, um, I wanted to ask you before Kyle interrupted me. He what doesn't. Breed, oh, nonstop. <clears throat> what breed of dog would you be? I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say black mouth cur. That's that's the most. Uh, I have the most experience with that breed, and okay. they're they're very uh, independent. We'll say they don't take shit. Hmm. What, about, choice. what about you? After, um, I mean, I haven't really thought about this. I don't know. Uh, I mean, my Australian Shepherd is pretty awesome. I feel like I lean. We have similar styles. We wander aimlessly in our high energy, and we look good. That's that. you shed, <laughs> and we shed. <laughs> you sleep in a place. We have, we have sleep in a crate. We have different colored hair. We, we two different color crate. eyes. Does he have the two eyes? What is that called? I don't know. I forget what it's called, but he does not heterochronology or some shit yeah something like that we um thought he was going to but he ended up just having brown eyes but i'm kind of glad too his coloring his coat wouldn't look very good with like bright blue eyes i don't know i disagree you don't even know me very handsome dog ken how about you i would be a uh I'd be a Weimaraner because they're super high energy and they're uh, it's like silver fox, which is eventually what I'll be. And uh, yeah, I think that seems about right for me. I want to <laughs> guess Kyle's answer here. We, we have this segment. Ooh. It's probably our most popular segment. It's called Guessing with Dave. <laughs> Something you should know about me. I'm an excellent guesser. He's not. <sighs> okay. I'm like, I don't think I've ever missed. Have I? Every time. Every, every time. <laughs> every time. <laughs> If I had to, if I had to guess, Kyle would be a mastiff. He's clearly a corgi. 
I was really hoping it wouldn't even come around to me because I don't. I, I have golden no, retriever. No idea. Oh, I'll, I'll okay. Ken one golden retriever. Okay. There you go. Good choice. Loyal, maybe is that? Yeah, that's that's what golden retriever? Loyal. Lots of Americans like you. You know, or lures kids in. <laughs> Whoa. It's beat by this is a family show, isn't it? Jeez. No, no. <laughs> oh, okay. My bad. <laughs> the complete opposite. Oh, got it. Okay. It always yeah. asks me right before I publish an episode, is this kid friendly? And, and you're I'm, like, fuck you. It's auto, it's automatically set to yes. And I'm like, I better oh, be really? paying attention because if I hit if I just let it go and say yes, it's, I don't know who's gonna hear it. But that's right. Yeah, kids don't listen to podcasts, do they? You don't know. Your kids do. That's going to be a market right there. Kid podcast. Isn't that TikTok? I mean, yeah. Kids. The, with the visual. Yeah. Mm. Oh. Yeah. I don't what know how you could sit a kid down and expect them to listen to a podcast. That's. You just that's have that's it. Why they, that's why they invent headphones, man. You take it with you. Yeah. You have it planned. And we're back. And we're back. I will tell you something. I listened to um, Logan's episode, Logan's first episode the other day. And I was like, I can't take it. And I put it on three and a half times faster it's hilarious, and it was like right? and it was over in like 20 minutes <laughs> oh, I'm like well great. mark it as a listen i guess <laughs> so you can you talk a lot about or i definitely mentioned disney and going to the parks and stuff and you have your star wars stuff back there are you bigger i guess they're one and the same sort of now but I still keep them separate, but uh, are you bigger Disney or Star Wars fan? There, uh, Star Wars for sure. Yeah, that was my that was my first love. Yeah. So yeah, for sure. And then the fact that they bought them and then bought Marvel, and I'm just like, oh man, it just keeps getting better. <laughs> my stock, my stock keeps going up. It's great. Nice. Who who is your favorite Star Wars character? Oh, Han Solo for sure, man. He got the Good cool choice. the cool old OG ride. He got the girl. Come on, that's what it's about. And what is your favorite movie? of the series oh man uh empire oh that's a good one i yeah. feel like that's a lot of people's that's yeah that would yeah like if, you know new hope sets you up but empire kept you coming back so our friend logan who was just mentioned has never watched star wars because he's a weirdo just, yeah sure and uh i think this is a fun question but if you were to tell him in which order to to watch them what would the order be oh it's, it's mm. the way that they yeah. It's the way that they came out. Yeah. And then he Definitely. could just skip episode one through three. Yes. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Not a big one, two, three fan, huh? No. Not not all. although I watched three again. My son, my son was watching it and I was like, oh, it's actually kind of dark. Like it's That's okay. Really dark. Kind of dark. Three is <laughs> good. Three is actually not bad. So yeah, but I'd start you gotta do the, the way that they came out, you know, for sure. Yeah, I agree. If you, I agree. It, yeah, it, one if you watch it in chronological order, it'd be silly. It is silly. Or numerical order. I mean, we've been doing Bad Batch lately. I was like, my one of my kids and I is our thing on Disney Plus. They put out Bad Batch, and it's good. It's really good. I've enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah I, I gotta catch up. It's it is pretty. Have you, Kyle? Have you seen Clone Wars? Uh, not all of it, but yeah, yeah I haven't finished it either. But Bad Batch is pretty sweet. You should watch that one. I like it. Yeah, I'm really enjoying Disney's all of Disney Plus Star Wars content. Mando is great, and oh man. Everything that they have coming up, it should be should be fun. Did you watch oh. Loki? No, not yet. I started it. I literally watched ten minutes of the first episode and then had to turn it off last week uh, on vacation. Had, but uh, yeah, you on, had to, or like you were like, forget this, it's done. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I was on a family vacation. My mom walked uh-huh. in and was like, what are you all watching? I want to watch. And Porn, so we changed mom. to something that everyone wanted to watch instead of what Got I it. was trying to watch. Yeah, It's good, though. It's good. I think, um, you know, like my favorite Marvel movie is Thor Ragnarok, and it had that vibe kind of like, nice. yeah, it was good. Uh, did you, have you seen uh second season of Ted Lasso? Yeah, I, you know, just the first episode, of course, but. It's great. Have, have you watched that, Ken? I preach Ted Lasso all the time. No, uh, I need to. It is, so it's uh, Jason Sudeikis is a American. It's so popular now. You can stop me if you know the premise, but um, he's <laughs> and coaching soccer in England. And it's just pure joy. Just like it's, every episode is just. This is. This is Kyle's fits in the tantrums. Like he's like, oh, this is so famous, and no one that we've <laughs> Dude, had on has ever heard of it. It's we'll never heard of it. It's really is, funny. It it is like a really amazing show. Okay, it's incredible. I'm in, and I'm waiting for. I'm like waiting for Kyle to get nice and drunk to send me his Apple login <laughs> so that I can get the Apple I TV. You, I thought you. I had a no. I did the seven day trial, so I like binge watched. And I was well, like, oh, in, season in order two is for you to yet. be able to watch it, I'm gonna have to like, you're gonna have to join my Apple family plan. So you need to prepare for that if that's what you want. I thought I was part of your family, Kyle, mm. but the truth is coming out. Mm. Yeah, do the do the <laughs> app thing. You guys do it with your kids, where you have to like approve every time they download an app. You have to do that every time Dave wants to download an app. Wait, <laughs> I, would, I would have to be on your family. They I would have to be the... on your family thing. Yeah, because if you if I Apple is smart enough that if I share you my password, it won't let you use it. Man, <laughs> busted. Yeah, I got my own family plan nonsense thing going on too. <sighs> you already pay for Apple Music. It's it's literally five more dollars to add Apple TV. Into it. I mean, I just paid off my car, so I should be able to afford this. Yeah. Anyways, Apple TV Plus. Go watch Ted Lasso. You will not regret it. Deal. You might regret it. But I might. I might. You got to take you know. that chance. <laughs> oh, did I t- yeah, I told you guys we sold our first merch. That was oh, pretty yeah. cool. That was super dope. Whoever, I don't know if whoever bought it is listening, but shout out to them. Thank you. That was super dope. <laughs> it was Ken. It was me. It was, it was Ken. Speaking of which. <laughs> yeah. It's a ladies' tea. Oh. No, it's it's a yeah. men's. I, oh, I don't, it? Yeah, I don't I don't know where I read the ladies' tea thing. I saw the picture of it, and I was like, "That's the women's tea," but like I saw the analytics, and it was it's a men's, and it it's one of the and we're backs. Gotcha, Dave. And we're back. You in your in our questions that we have listed here and stuff. This is an interesting question to me, and I don't know where it came from. But does tourism do more harm than good? More harm? Or sorry. Does tourism do more harm than good for society? Jeez, you guys went deep on me there. Oof. I feel um, like it's doing nothing but good on. for Orlando, but I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Wrong. Take a breath. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's think about that. So from the perspective of the consumer, I think it's fantastic because, I mean, escapism is a, is a big deal, right? And so I think everybody needs to be able to chill and make memories and all that stuff. I think it's super important. I think that there's 70,000 people that work for Disney here in Orlando, and many of them do extremely well financially and other ones do not. And so um, I don't know how Disney grapples with that. Right. Or like what the moral line is there. Like I'm, I'm kind of like, you know, capitalism, 
runs um, the country. So it's like, you know, people pay, people work there for the privilege of working for Disney to put it on their resume and what that does for them in the future. Like that's, I know a lot of people, why they do it and why they make nothing, you know, paying, working there. Um, but when people can't earn a living wage, it's kind of tough. So from that perspective, I think it's a little rough. Um, but I think for the most part, tourism is huge. You know, I think it's for all of us, you know, there's something you can look forward to something you're going to talk about with your family for the rest of your life. And so for me, I think tourism is a net positive for sure. Yeah. It's funny. Like you, if you really sit there and think about that, there's so much in the tourism that like is good and bad. Like even just the like environment aspect of people getting on planes every day just to go to Disney, like ah, whatever, but I, I, I mean, you could ride your bikes. You could, you could jump on your bikes and come down. Yeah. yeah. From Virginia. <laughs> take, a, take a while. <laughs> we we just went to the Outer Banks and I think I saw something like 400,000 people were going to the Outer Banks a week this summer. And like, that's crazy amount of people. Do you have any idea the tourism like amount that comes in? Uh, dude, I, it's so funny. So uh, 2019, there were 72 million people that came through Orlando International Airport. Uh, so that's a lot. So yeah. yeah, I'm not sure. I'm sure in the total numbers though. I know Vegas and us, we go back and forth. So you want to talk about like the two opposite ends of tourism, right? You've got Sin City and, you know, Mickey Mouse. And so, uh, what's yeah. What's the difference? Yeah, what's the difference? <laughs> you never know. Yeah. And it and it is like, yeah, like definitely people not making a living wage. But then I was thinking about it when I was driving there. You can clearly tell, like I'm on this podunk back road going to the Outer Banks in North Carolina. And there's billboard after billboard after billboard. And I'm like, it, it, you're benefiting us driving through here is hurting these people a little bit, but it's also benefiting them a ton because they were like, had the, you know, let me put up some signs and pay people to put their advertising on it. Like, why not sell my that part of my land and make some money? All these people driving through. But, oh, totally. So it definitely helps a lot of people. Yeah, I think you know all the stuff that tourism does. I mean, there's so many off like offshoots outside of Disney where people do extremely well. I mean, like I didn't realize how many especially through COVID even like how many companies here in Orlando are fed because of the tourism industry. Right. So you've got the big ones, like you've got Disney and universal, but then you've got like the tier two, tier three companies that support them from food to electronics to whatever, you know, it's a massive, massive moneymaker for a lot of people. And so from that perspective, I think, you know, it offers a lot of jobs, a lot of opportunity. Yeah. Speaking of jobs and opportunity, Ken, what kind of music, do you get into do, are you are you a music fan dude i'm not i'm i suck that stuff man i uh i'm like just kind of stuck on old old alternative kind of stuff i'm trying to think let's see what's in my see what's in my music here not nothing you guys would be into i'm sure it's like uh hey, man, you never know west listens to some weird stuff i i get that i get that weird vibe from west over there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know like uh yeah like, like everything man like i'm still like stuck on backstreet backstreet boys you know it's like my jam now like blink 182 uh all the way to like phineas dashboard confessional like everything like there's okay. literally i've got nice. a little bit of everything in there. that's great choices man yeah kyle hold on we were talking about you know west looking all weird and whatever joking about it but you do have this like '90s vibe going on—the backwards cap, the crew neck, <laughs> the purple wall, the coloring of your video right now. Like, yeah. this looks very. 90s. I'm very tired. <laughs> you look very zen, Wes. For uh, sure. I'm trying to stay there so I don't lose my shit. Yeah. All right, All right, right Wes. Yeah. Wes, have you heard the band uh, Seosin? 
Yeah. Is it pronounced Seosin or is it pronounced Seosin? I have no idea. Okay, so I have this confirmed, even (laughs) though he didn't respond to me. Uh, It was this TikTok thing that went around. This is an old mid-2000s band that's still around. but And uh, this is just old video of him, the lead singer saying Seosin. And everyone has said Seosin forever. And uh, he responded to a bunch of people on Twitter, but did not respond to me. (sighs) He follows you and didn't respond? (laughs) No, he didn't. But because other people tweeted him first, that's fine. It's whatever. Well, jerks. I'm not hurt. It's okay. You're pretty. Yeah, he, he said that he pronounced it that way, but the rest of the band pronounced it the other way, and that's just how it worked. Yeah, that guy on on Instagram, he's cool. I like his account. He provides a lot of good new music. But uh, man, Sayoshin, who says that? It's a weirdo. Anyway. Yeah. Kyle, if you could have... Oh, wait, I might have already asked you this. Ken, if you could have any superpower, what would it be? Time travel. That's a superpower, right? Yeah, sure. Would you go back? Or would you go back in time or to the future? Back in time, for sure. I'd pull a... I'd pull a... Like a a Biff, you know, Marty McFly. Go back. Play the lottery. (laughs) Just chill. (laughs) i go. I go befriend Bill Gates and Mark Zuckerberg. Be like, let's go. And buy uh, Apple stock while you're there. That's what I mean. Yeah. 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 That's not a terrible idea. Oh, is the client always right? No. Are they no. ever right? Yeah, of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I feel like um yeah, I think I think that's uh the old adage the client's always right. I, I mean, you know, you want that you want whatever they want, right? Like whatever they're trying to get after from, so from that perspective, yes, they're always right, you know? But uh, the crazy stuff I hear some people say is wild, man. I'm sure. I don't know if I could do it full-time. Full-time. Part-time. Part-time. You could do a three a year. You could do three a year, man. I bet. You could be a Slytherin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to use that for the rest of my life, by the way. <laughs> Have you... How many times have you, you know, you've done it enough times that the, the customer is making uh, a bad decision and, and not in a way that's just preference, but like could fuck up their financial future. How many times have you said no? Or how many times have you said, Hey, I'm telling you no, but I'm going to walk you down this anyway. Oh yeah. That's often, man. It's often. I think a lot of times it's like, Hey, you know, whether they're buying too much house, you know, I'll try to counsel them like, Hey, listen, like, I know you want that neighborhood or you want, you want to keep up with the Joneses. Maybe I won't say it exactly like that, but you know, I, I understand that this is important to you. And, um, we got to think about this long-term, right? Like you don't want to look up a year from now and be locked into something that you can't get out of well, good thing. Now you could sell a house, you know, a month after you buy it and make money, but like, that's not always going to happen. And so that for sure. Um, also like, you know, buyers right now, they're, they're getting so frustrated because they buy a house for way over asking. And then they decide to back out during inspection. Forget that seller. Like, you know, I'll forget this. I'll go need another house. I'm like, listen, I appreciate that. But six months from now, when you're still renting, because we can't find that thing you're looking for and the houses have gone up and interest rates have gone up, you're going to be pissed that you backed out. And they're like, yeah, forget it. You know? And then exactly what I say happens. Right. But I'm just, for me, I'm like, listen, I'm going to get, I'm going to counsel you and then you get to make the decision. And so I'm very much so in that, in that mode. That's cool. And what do you think? Cause you know, Dave wants to live down there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, no real ties to the area. 
um, in South Carolina. Well, maybe L'Oreal's mom. But like, how has he not moved yet? I don't know, man. The cool thing about Orlando too is like nobody's from here. Like my daughter, I've got a three-year-old daughter. Like she's like the only one that's from Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like nobody's from Orlando. Like we are like we're all like transplants, and that's cool. And for for me, and it's interesting because like you know before people were coming in and then leaving constantly. Now like people are moving here like crazy, and like for every seven people that move here, only one leaves, which is different. Like that that just more recently started happening over the past five or six years. So. Um, so the cool thing is you can come down meet people. Everybody's in your situation, right? Everybody's new. Mm. And so, um, it's easy to make friends and kind of find people that are your tribe. And, uh, yeah, man, I don't know. I don't know why Dave hasn't done it. Let's go, man. Yeah. All right. I'll see what I can do. I'll start searching for jobs. Let's we'll go start, start the whole business down there. Start fresh. What's your, your, uh, your goal, your end game. I mean, it sounds like you might still be showing houses and doing stuff like that. Are you trying to build your team enough where you don't have to do that? Or do you, you enjoy that and want to keep doing that? Or? Yeah, I still, I still enjoy it. Now I'm just getting a little, a little bit more picky on the clients that I work with personally. Um, I used to sell like, you know, try to sell a hundred homes a year personally, which is again, like a lot of houses. Now I might sell like 50 a year, which is again, still pretty great. But, um, my goal is to slow down and as much as I can and focus on content creation, growing the team and then growing our ancillary businesses, work on this media team. And, uh, but I don't think I'll ever like completely stop selling real estate. I love it. Like that's, it's fun getting the deal done. It's like, you know, I can have somebody, I can make actual change in people's lives. And to me, I take that very personally, something I enjoy. Did you hire a D-Rock? What's that? Did you hire your own D-Rock? That's um, that's in the books, man. That's I okay. need to. That's that's we're working hard to find me a D Rock. Dude, he, clients he, are gonna love that shit. They're gonna be like, "Whoa, this is so exciting!" <laughs> Dude, it's wild. He he taught me something the other day, and he was like, "You know what the three headed dragon is, right?" And I was like, "No." And he said, "Like having a videographer that's also an editor, and mm-hmm. then having an ads guy behind the scenes, like running, growing content, like making sure more people see your stuff, pushing it out, and then uh, and then hiring like you know back behind the scenes like." blogger slash like you know content creator on the website he's like that's what we call the three-headed dragon i'm like dude i need a bunch of those <laughs> but really i'll start with one right but yeah that was an interesting way to put it audio video written yep yep it's awesome it's tough it's really tough I'm trying I to do it, it all on my own yeah doing it all on your own that's a grind i mean i did that like i first got into youtube i was like literally man like i had my my cell phone and my little gimbal and I'm like selling real estate and then like editing at night. And like, it all looked like shit. And then eventually some people started calling me though. And like my, my third biggest video is still like me just walking around downtown celebration. Like, Hey, it's just 10 things you don't know about celebration. And then like yeah. editing on iMovie and stuff. So it's cool. I, I enjoy the fact that like, you know, having been in every position, but I don't want to play every position at this point. Yeah. Yeah. That's why it's so exciting that we sold a piece of merch to someone we don't know. Heck yeah. Like, could have been somebody overseas or something, man. Like it's super dope. Yeah. But it's definitely I wish I'm a definitely not a photographer or a videographer or a blogger. And I'm like trying to mesh all that and into one and just push the podcast so that we can all sit back and get paid one day. Bye. But anyway. I'll be able to go back to episode number twenty six and be like, hey that was me yeah that's that's exactly right like so i i look at our like all of our um like progress through the episodes and um we have two episodes right now that are tied for the most listens and like the one episode was our 
our cousin and it, it's a great episode like it's really funny the it was like nothing but jokes the whole time everybody's upbeat having a good time and then i i uh the episode that's tied with it in listenership in my opinion is a horrible episode like we didn't have a guest it was just us three and it was our third episode like i felt like we didn't have our ducks in a row at that time when i go back and listen to it and it's just like really rough but somehow people i don't know why but people listen to it i don't get it people like uh like authentic and raw you know that's like i guess for so many years like everything was just so overproduced and now it's like like, yeah yeah and so now it's like if they can hear something that they relate to you know like that's that's what people are looking for is that connection so you guys do a good job it's crazy too to watch you know someone do it authentically and then other people create that and i'm like it's not you but they're like oh i'm being just like him i'm like but that's the whole, not you. Yeah, that's the whole point. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. But they like don't I, know. They don't know themselves. So how do you? How do you be yourself? Sorry, I'm super zen right now. No, I was gonna say that's deep. <laughs> that's deep, man. That's that's really good though. Like that's like I'm never gonna be Gary Vaynerchuk. You know, like I'm not gonna be like. That's just not my personality. That's just not my personality, right? But then there's like so many other guys that are. Just, I don't know. He inspires like, the shit out of me. Oh, totally. totally. And I use I use his you know the things that he teaches and I. I just can't. I'm, I'm not that guy. Some right. things are hit and miss with me and him. I don't know. Sometimes something. And that's happen, the best part. Like, mm, and then I when you really sit on it for a little bit and you're like, motherfucker, he was right. Like every time <laughs> for me, at least when I first I, heard him. I'm rather like I'm a Eric Thomas kind of kind of guy. Like just get, yeah. just be a motivational speaker to me and like, let me do my own thing. I don't I need, don't, I don't I need don't motivation. Know. I need, I need tactic and strategy and I like that. Yeah, shit. but there there's a who was the other guy you sent it wasn't gary that's v. gary v yeah no nah, it was somebody or goggins else. no no i like goggins goggins, goggins is so with. good did yeah, you guys see is, the you guys see the parody he posted the other day oh, oh my was, god i was dying dude. oh my god this guy it's <laughs> like <laughs> like yelling at his kid like this guy's like oh, he's like so why funny. am i running <laughs> in the middle of the street running yeah hydrated lick your fucking lips <laughs> what a psycho i love it <laughs> yeah ken what are you shooting on right now uh it's a canon 5d mark IV. my shit keeps cutting off have you noticed like every we 30 have. minutes we it, have how do you get past that uh i just disable turn off that's it oh <laughs> for real throw the headphones Okay. Really? <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna have another pair. I'm gonna have like ten pairs so I can throw them. Okay, I'll do that. Um. All right. So, one of our final questions, Ken. Yeah. I I warned you before the episode. It's something that we ask a lot of our guests. If you had a rap name, what would it be? So I'm not Florida Ken. I mean, if you want, I thought you can have That's a rap a name. name. Not. I Ken came name. up with. I mean, I thought I did actually put some thought into it. <laughs> so, you know, there's like, <laughs> it's like Megan the Stallion, right? So I'm Ken the agent and my title track is going to be title better have my money. Mm. Oh, that's good. Fancy. <laughs> Dude, I put in some work for you guys. Just so you know. That's awesome. I love that's it. Great. <laughs> Wes, I got to know some, this is a question mainly for you. What are you addicted to? 
Um, almost everything that I enjoy until I decide that I shouldn't do it anymore. Like I don't do well moderation. Uh, <laughs> so like, uh, drugs, alcohol, nicotine, like all that has fucked me over at one point, you know? Um, <laughs> so right now it's just like winning and growth and, um, but I'm also like the same time on the other side, like focusing on being patient and present in the little bit of time that I do have at home. Uh, I don't know. I'm just going from both sides. I don't know Let's if I'm like super that. unmotivated or like I, I've watched Gary V, but like you're talking about like winning and doing all that and like all the Gary V stuff. I'm just. I That's know. how, you know, Doesn't... Kyle was so successful. Cause he's like Gary V ain't shit. It's okay. <laughs> Gary who? Yeah, that's I that's am Kyle. I am Kyle F. <laughs> this is my YouTube channel. So, so Wes, what is uh, is it Wesley? Can I call you Wes? You the, can call me whatever you want, Florida. Uh, I, <laughs> I listen calmly. So, uh, so what did Wes? What's winning look like to you? That's a great question, um, and it turned de- depends on what I'm doing. Uh, but I've got I've got work and family. And there is no balance right now. So winning for me is building my team and getting them strong enough so I can at least attempt uh, some sort of balance. So I'm going really hard at work to create a monster team, which looks like I'm overworking, but the end goal is to be able to pull back. Yeah, be able to. Do you set, do you give yourself deadlines? I mean, it depends if there's like a deliverable that, like if a deadline matters, yeah, but I'm not going to just pick an arbitrary date or something. Uh, yeah. It depends on the progress and and the failures and, and the wins. and yeah. Kyle, what about you? What's something you're addicted to? I don't really have, I don't think, I don't, I don't have an addictive personality with like consuming stuff. I don't think I'm lucky enough for that. I think it's doing stuff like I'm obsessed with writing, you know, I get very anxious and not happy when i'm not able to go go ride or a, a disc golf is very addictive for me so i think it's those types of things just getting outside and stuff like that's a good I answer guess. i want that yeah yeah <laughs> yeah 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 what's your you really push that work thing man I know, I know it'll pay off but it's tough yeah watching you go through it though <laughs> Can, yeah but i love it you said you had a three-year-old. Is that you only have one kid or? No, we've got, we've got three. Yeah. So we've got 12, nine and three. Right on. Dude. Yeah. It's wild, man. I almost have a teenager, which is like crazy, but yeah. I'm talking about, about having five kids. Uh, we have. And then I quickly got a vasectomy. <laughs> oh, good move, man. Good move. We, we have the, 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 uh, the lone two-year-old and I'm already like right there on the vasectomy train, but yeah. It's, talking it's, about that's the worst train ever yeah it's, <laughs> it's as bad <laughs> it's as bad as they say it is just so you know but worth it yeah yeah do you have uh, it sounds like i mean you have a big team so hopefully i don't know how you work through it but your work-life balance and is it is it difficult for you it is man i mean just you know uh much like wes you know i think that whatever I'm into, I try to go all in. Like I'm not really good with moderation. And so starting off any new enterprise, I'm going to go all in until it's working, you know? Um, but I'm pretty good about taking time off. So like, I don't work Sundays. 
no matter how big the client is, doesn't matter. Like I'm, if you ask me to, Hey, can I see houses on Sunday? I'm like, Oh, I'm already booked because in my calendar, it says I'm booked for my family. So, um, there's, I think a lot of life is like not so much about balances as it is like counterbalance. And so making sure that I'm, I'm going all in when I need to, and then I'm at home when I need to. And so, um, but now I've got a lot of people now that like depend on me before it was just my, just my family, which it's not just my family, but they're obviously my biggest driver, but now I've got all these other people that are looking out, like can needs make that, make it rain or like all of their families get affected. Right. So, uh, so that drives me quite a bit now too. Yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. I've been working from home since, you know, all this happened. And, uh, I think that's a whole different type of balance of like, I get into a rhythm of working and then all of a sudden my two-year-old's breaking down my office door. And it's like, that it's like another 30 minutes to get back into that rhythm. And that's definitely tough too. So it's like complete flip side of that, but it's definitely nice to be, I've seen a lot of, a lot more of her than I would have otherwise, like making up a lot of time definitely wouldn't have gotten. Yeah, it's definitely, it's like the, I hate to say the blessing of COVID, you know, like, because obviously there's so much shit that happened, but um, you know, more family time is definitely not a terrible thing, you know, being able to see your family a little bit more. There's a lot of, a lot of good things that came out of it in our family anyways. So 2020, while it sucked, was actually not as bad as it probably could have been, you know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, the house we're in, uh, we bought like right when lockdown started happening. And so it was, I feel like realtors and, uh, you know, everyone was still trying to figure out the whole process of how to do this with COVID and, and so I think we actually kind of got lucky because we just kind of skirted through the whole thing before they really shut stuff down. <laughs> but did that have a big, I mean, I had to have had, you know, make things difficult for you, especially when it first started. Yeah. I mean, um, uh, the biggest part was just navigating, you know, people like, you know, what their comfort level and all that kind of stuff. Cause Florida was never really shut down, shut down. Like I've got friends that are realtors in Michigan and like, they literally couldn't, they, they turn off their e-key like they couldn't get into houses they turned off their mls like they were like forget you guys you're staying home and so um that was tough for them financially um here though it was like everybody's flocking here to buy houses i was literally like okay like talking to my wife like well we've been through a downturn before in detroit when the market tanked and you know the recession happened like you know let's prepare like that's gonna happen and then it just didn't it ended up being the best year of my career and kind of launched what we've done you know so far this year and so um, our biggest change, I think, was the international market because we have like thousands of people that own second homes here that live in the UK and Canada and Brazil, and um, they can't get to their houses. And so it's like a very weird thing. So you had a lot of them dumping their homes like, hey, I'm not sure how long this COVID thing's going to last. If I can't get to Florida, I'm going to sell. And so we saw this like, I don't know, it's just kind of tale of two cities because like all in the resort market, you had all these international people dumping their properties. But then in the suburbs where like everybody else lives it was like the hottest real estate market Florida had ever seen. And so now that's kind of balanced out throughout everything. But um, yeah, that's, that's why another reason I don't think it's going to slow down. Like once the international market opens up, we've got all this pent up demand that even if like the, the, you know, domestic market slows down, like we're going to still see a ton of people buying and selling in Florida. So yeah, it's just gotta be, gotta be fluid. That's my, my motto. Yeah. Mm. It's like Dave's gender. It's fluid. <laughs> I'm in and out. They is good people. You don't, yeah. You don't know what which way I'm gonna go. That's right. I like to mix it up. You guys have any other further questions? Dude, I could sit and talk to you for days. Um, thanks for hanging out. Yeah, man, I appreciate it. Um, it's fun. 
You're you're a good dude. Appreciate it, man. Even I'm in Florida though. Yeah. I think yeah. you meant to say great, great dude. Florida. I appreciate you guys having me though. That's cool. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Right on, fellas. Right. Yeah. Uh well, I guess since Wes wants me to move to Florida in like a month, uh, I'll talk to my wife, see if I can pick up the pace a little bit. Well, the thing you were talking about, I mean, it has a lot of opportunity here, so that's for yes. sure. Yes. We'll do some research. Uh, but we'll more than likely be coming your way. But cool. I don't want any of these part-time Slytherins, man. No, man, no. We don't have Slytherins on the team. Everybody, <laughs> everybody's like the worst case scenario, Hufflepuff. So oh. <laughs> All right, I uh, guess. fellas, yeah. thanks. Have a good one. Thanks. See you. See you guys later. Thank you to Ken for joining us this week. If you're thinking about moving to Florida, definitely reach out to Ken and his team. Also check out his videos on YouTube by searching Ken Posick. They put out lots of great content. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week.